Uh, that's Cornerstone um, by Hillsong, but um, based on, I think it's the Solid Rock, quite an old hymn. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that Hillsong do is um, they take an old hymn, use some of the lyrics, maybe a bit of the chorus, uh, revamp it a bit, put a few million strings and synthesizers on it. and uh, um, So it's, it's actually nice, quite stripped back like that, though. That's, it's a really nice sound. But, but yeah, it's based on the Solid Rock, so I think a lot of the words that are in that... Um, that song there are from the original hymn. So, um, anyway, I did um, I did think about should we try and build a dry stone wall, but then thought no. So I've seen Sally trying to milk a wooden cow, and um, uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to end in tears. Whatever we try and do. So um, unless I find an easy uh, dry stone wall by numbers, then maybe that's something for a future service. Um, okay. So the second part. So that was all about how we work together as a church. How um, all the activities we do keep our church moving forward um, and keep us together and keep us learning. Um, second part, I just wanted to talk briefly about how do other people see our church or how do we think our church is perceived by other people. Um, so uh, if Janet could bring us a second reading, please. Thank you. When Jesus had finished speaking, a Pharisee invited him to eat with him. So he went in and reclined at the table. But the Pharisee was surprised when he noticed that Jesus did not first wash before the meal. Then the Lord said to him, Now then, you Pharisees, clean the outside of a cup and a dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness, you foolish people. Did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? But now, as for what is inside you, be generous to the poor, and everything will be clean for you. Woe to you, Pharisees, because you gave God a tenth of your mint, rule, and other kinds of garden herbs, but you neglected justice and the love of God. You should have practiced the latter without leaving the former undone. Woe to you, Pharisees, because you love the most important seats in the synagogue, and respectful greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you, because you are like unmarked graves, which people walk over without knowing it. One of the experts in the law answered him, Teacher, when you say these things, you insult us also. Jesus replied, And you experts in the law, woe to you, because you, un- because you load people down with burdens that they can hardly carry, and you yourselves will not lift one finger to help them. Amen. Thank you, Janet. Thanks. Um, Jesus had a lot to say about um, uh, both um, unenlightened preaching and religious, religious organisations that are like private members' clubs. So. Um, where they're more concerned with rules and appearances than with truly reflecting God's light and love to those outside the walls. So kind of going through the motions, having all this procedure around everything, but not really being like a church family. Um, Can we have uh, the next picture, please? Can leave that up for a while now. You can rest your mouse finger. That's it, thanks. Um, So that is the uh, church at Orver which is a painting by Vincent van Gogh. Um, 
Anybody notice anything? Uh, does anything jump out as unusual um, or, or different about that church? Very good. It's not a real church. It's a painting of a church. But I think the church itself was real. But I, th- I think he's given it a bit of a Van Gogh tweak to, make, take, to give a message. So there's no light either inside or out. So the church is sitting in its own shadow. There's no light coming out from the windows and there's no light shining onto the church. Um, we'll leave that up for a while anyway. It's just, and um, is that how our church looks? That's, I suppose that's the first question. So <clears throat> if you see the windows, they're the same shade of colour as the, the night sky outside and there's kind of shadow around the bottom but there's no, no light anywhere in the picture um, so it's, it's quite interesting so Vincent van Gogh paste, painted this picture a short while before he died and um, I didn't realise actually well, van Gogh was born the son of a Protestant preacher and he began his career as a missionary to miners in Belgium and he was so struck by the poverty he encountered that he gave away many of his possessions including most of his clothes. Um, so that was Van Gogh's kind of start in life, and that was his chosen career path. Um, but the church decided at that time that Van Gogh was overzealous, and so they stopped his ministry. So in 1879, he left the church and turned to art, disillusioned by his experience of organised religion. So he, he then, later on in life, he painted this picture from the point of view of an outsider looking in. So the foreground is brightly lit by the sun, but the church itself sits in its own shadow and neither reflects nor emanates any light of its own. So that was, that was how he felt when he got kind of rejected by the church because that was all he really wanted to do. He didn't want to be an artist, but that was what he turned to in the end. But, um, yeah, just leave that there as a... Uh, is that what our church looks like? So, um, some little questions, challenges. So, do you think our church is welcoming enough? Um, how would it appear to someone standing outside looking in? Um, and I know we don't have any stained glass or anything else, but um, does the church look welcoming? How does the wider church appear to those in, outside it? And are modern religious organisations ever guilty of neglecting justice and the love of God? Um, as Jesus accused the Pharisees of doing. Um, so it's, it's just something to have a think about. It, when, I, when I saw it, it kind of challenged me and thought, yeah, um, I love coming to church, but if I wasn't a member of the church and I was standing outside in the car park thinking about coming in, um, I think we're very welcoming, but I'm, a, I'm a sort of certain, is that what? So just, um, uh, just mull that one over. Um, what you could do is you could go outside and spend some time looking at the church, either close up or from a distance, and then ask God to show you how you could better reflect his light to the people you come into contact with and pray for his help to make the church an even more of a welcoming and unintimidating place, a place where someone like Van Gogh, with all his complexities and issues, would feel accepted and at home. So if, if you met people outside, are we happy that we encourage people in are we happy that we nurture people when they do come in and is it an inspiring and a place where people want to be um, 
I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I think it is, but um, just just think about that and whether pray about it. And if there's anything more you think we could do, then um, uh, let's do it. Okie dokie. So, um, a bit nice and brief today. I was just getting warmed up for the summer sermons, actually. So, we're just going to do a bit of um, audience participation time to finish the, um, the talk off. Um, so, just wake Andy up. Morning. Um, uh, there's, there's a series of PowerPoint slides now, which is just kind of like uh, uh, a bit of response required. Um, so this is again from Engage Worship. I just thought it was a nice way to, um, for us to talk about being together as a church. Um, so what I want to do is I'll talk the top line, and I'll come over here so I can see it. Um, and then if we could just all say together uh, the bottom. It's not too challenging, because most of them are exactly the same, but uh, Okay. So I'll do the top bit. So, we are many, God's great diversity, yet we are one in Christ. Different faces, different races, yet we are one in Christ. Butchers, bakers, website makers, bankers, tailors, teachers, sailors, yet we are one in Christ. Fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, single, married, broken, carried, Yet we are one in Christ. The happy, the clappy, the barely out of nappies, the ancient, the modern, the famous, the forgotten. Yet we are one in Christ. Some hopeful, some hopeless. Some cope well, some cope less. Some sure and some doubt. Some whisper and some shout. Yet we are one in Christ. Those with abundance, those with need. Those who are generous or wrestle with greed, yet we are one in Christ. Elbows, tummies, knees and noses, kidneys, femurs, teeth and toeses. Some unmentionable, some protected, some accepted, some rejected. Yet we are one in Christ. A broken body, torn apart, mars God's image, breaks God's heart. And yet our Father knows how the end will be. When all his kids will sing in harmony, the bride will dazzle, her branches bloom. So add your voice to him the tune, that we are one in Christ. Thank you. I think that kind of summarises what I've been trying to talk about this morning. So I'll pass you back to the band for our final worship. Thank you. Thank you.